Welcome back to Jerusalem and our continuing coverage of the Israel-Gaza War, Day 28. Today, the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has been in Tel Aviv for talks with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He also met his war cabinet and also had talks with the Israeli President Isaac Herzog, sending two messages that the uh, that, uh, United States was fully behind Israel in this war, but at pains to say that he was, they were working with Israel, their closest of allies, uh, to try to ease the suffering of Palestinians. Let's cross to Washington now to speak to Barbara Plett-Usher, who's been following all of the American moves since this war, this crisis erupted on October the 7th. Welcome, Barbara. This seemed to be uh, an intensification of this message that has been sounded, it seems, in public and private by the Americans for many days now that Israel had to do more on the humanitarian front. Yes, Leeds, I've been watching the American message evolve since the very beginning of this crisis in which they initially came out firmly, uh, almost exclusively supporting Israel and its right to defend itself. But then as they spoke to Arab partners and the crisis in Gaza started to unfold, they became more and more insistent uh, that civilians in Gaza must be protected, that the way that Israel carried out its, its offensive was important, that humanitarian aid must get through. And that is very much at the core of what Mr. Blinken is talking talking about now uh, in Israel. He has specifically brought up this idea of humanitarian pauses. So the Americans support the Israeli refusal to have a ceasefire. They say that this would just allow Hamas to regroup. It would benefit Hamas. But they talk about humanitarian pauses. So an undefined, really short-term uh, stop of hostilities so that aid can come in, so that hostages, there can be progress on hostages, uh, and, and so on. Um, what we heard from Mr. Blinken and also for Mr. Netanyahu, the prime minister, is that it's still difficult. So Mr. Netanyahu said no chance of a humanitarian pause if the, if the hostages will not be released. Mr. Blinken uh, toned that down a bit. He said that he'd heard legitimate questions about how you link a humanitarian pause to the hostages, how you link it to concerns uh, about Hamas benefiting from something like this, how you maximize the delivery of aid during these sorts of pauses. Uh, but he also said it didn't seem like it would happen anytime soon. He said it would still take time and negotiations with all the different partners. And you know, Lise, I was also listening uh, to a UN briefing this morning in which the, 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 the top an official for humanitarian affairs basically said that life-sustaining functions in Gaza are basically no longer working. He said, we are not keeping up with what he called the progress of desolation, and that although he was grateful for the aid that was coming through and the intense and difficult negotiations that led to them, he said, this is not enough unless we have a humanitarian pause. He emphasized that several times. We will not keep up. We are not keeping up. So the urgency there, Mr. Blinken is doing what he can to try to get there, but it, it seems like there's still more to, go, more to do. Briefly, Barbara, I wonder if you could clarify for us the issue of fuel, which is an urgent issue. We, we had a report that Anthony Blinken spoke of a mechanism to allow fuel in at least to the south of Gaza, but then we had a denial by the Israeli Prime Minister, again saying no fuel to Gaza. What's your understanding? I, I don't really have a much clearer understanding than that, Lise. Certainly, Mr. Blinken said publicly that there was this agreement or they talked about a mechanism of getting fuel to hospitals in the south uh, and other areas that needed fuel. And then he said that there were objections from the Israelis to move fuel to the north because they were afraid uh, that Hamas would take advantage of that. 
Uh, and they have been saying all along that Hamas has fuel stores anyway that uh, it should be sharing with hospitals. But instead, they say, the Israelis, that it's using their, their fuel to fire rockets. So it's a very contentious issue on the one hand. On the other, again, as you know, and as humanitarians have been saying, without fuel, we just can't do what we really need to do. The hospitals need it. You need it to pump water. You need it for all kinds of things. Uh, and you need it to get sewage, um, uh, you know, to, to deal with sewage issues. If you, if you stop the fuel, eventually it'll start running in the streets and so on. So I think it's clear that it's a very hmm. um, crucial issue and they've tried to deal with it. But it's, it's, not, it's not clear what Mr. Blinken was referring to in terms of the mechanism for the South. Barbara Pledasher, as always, thank you for joining us uh, from Washington. And we're getting reports now that Anthony Blinken is on his way to the Jordanian capital, Amman, where he will continue his high-level discussions on the Israel-Gaza war and the risks that it could spill across the borders.